Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Grown Up Kids. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we are being joined by Tim Rogers. Welcome to the show, Tim. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a long time actually since we have chit-chatted. I think it was your wedding actually. I know, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, we've missed you. I've missed you guys too. Obviously. Yeah. Uh Um, So. How do you know Tim? I know Tim from the Disney College program. Again, this seems to be a pattern here in our guests. Uh, Tim and I worked in Frontierland on my first college program uh, in merchandise, and we've been friends ever since. But then he also came down and did a second college program at the same time Mm -hmm. that we did our second. Well, my second. And he worked at the Yacht Club. And the Beach Club. And the Beach Club. Fancy. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so it's time for that Disney profile. Yeah, new guest, new profile. Yep. So how did you get into Disney? Well, um, I kind of got started like most people. I mean, I grew up watching the movies at my house. I have three older brothers, and my mom and my dad didn't have a lot of money, so it was how can we entertain our kids for cheap. So (laughs) Disney movies were kind of like the big thing in our house. I remember... As a kid, like, Toy Story was huge. Like, we had all the toys, and one year for Christmas, each one of us got one of the toys. And since I was the youngest, didn't get Woody or Buzz. I ended up getting, like, Slinky, but I really wanted Rex. And so for my birthday, (laughs) my mom ended up buying me Rex. And just like Andy, like, I wrote my my name on the feet. I did that with mine. (laughs) I know. And then, like, I stole my brother's Woody, and I wrote my name on his foot and was like, he's mine now. And my brother was just like, whatever, I don't even watch like Disney movies you like those (laughs) and then when I got older I really like straight away from Disney because you know that whole I never went to the parks till I was like 17 so I was just like oh whatever Disney yeah and then I went when I was 17 with my high school like my choir we went and we performed at Disney and it was like ooh Disney World and then my friend Kara (laughs) yeah and then my friend Kara told me about the college program and then it was like oh my gosh, like Disney is my life kind of thing. And so I really became like obsessed. And during our college program, I would like watch a lot of the older movies, like the ones that Walt had his touch on, even though I watched, you know, like I grew up watching like Pinocchio and those ones. But like, I really didn't watch like this one or Melody Time or Fun and Fancy Free. And those were ones that like, I never really even knew existed till Mm -hmm. I was down there. Um, Exactly. Yeah, but That's Disney why we're is... doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, but pretty much still Disney is part of my life. Like, my girlfriend gets very annoyed with my Disney shrine and me talking about Disney. Like, it's kind of bad. We know the feeling. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so who would you say is your favorite character? Um. Well, I think you guys probably know it, but it is Mickey Mouse. He has been my favorite since I was two years old. Good I choice. literally. Yeah. Um. I just like, you know... We wouldn't really have all this if it wasn't for Mickey Mouse, even though Oswald did come first, but (laughs) we don't need to talk about him. But, like, he really is, like, that was, like, Walt's, like, he's drunk gold with Mickey, and I just like all the characters he's played. Like, any movie that he's been in, he's always been my favorite in that movie. He's sadly not in this one, but I got over it very quickly, but he's in a, I think he's in the one in, like, two weeks, but. He's just always been my favorite. There's other ones I love. I mean, I named my car after Simba, and I have a cat named Oliver from Oliver and Company, so there's other characters I love, but none will top Mickey Mouse. He's a good one. You can't top yeah, the he... big cheese. Oh, no, you can't. No, you can't. Um, so what is your all-time favorite movie? Uh, this was hard, actually. I've ever Ever since your podcast started, I've like written down a movie trying to figure <laughs> this out. Because I knew this was going to be the hardest one for me. I had five at one point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because I love Toy Story, obviously. And I love Hercules. That's like one of my all-time favorites. When I was five, I had like the Hercules folder. And I would sing like Go the Distance like all the time. (laughs) Um, But I would say my all-time favorite is probably Peter Pan, actually. Yeah. 
And I kind of classic. Yeah. And kind of like the message of like not wanting to grow up, but kind of accepting that you're growing up. Yeah. is kind of what I'm going through now. Like as a 26 year old, like I'm in a very pivotal point in my life where like it really speaks to me right now. So that's kind of why I really like it. But there's other ones I really enjoy, too. Tim, you can always be a grown up kid. It's OK. I am a grown-up kid, but there's still, like, the adulting <laughs> part. I'm not – I kind of have oh, not accepted. I hear you. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your favorite Disney park? Uh, you're killing me. No. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, well, obviously, you know, Magic Kingdom holds a very special place in my heart. Yeah. You know, we worked there, and – on my second college program, I did work in pretty much every land there just because I, I loved working there. That was on but my I have bucket a fa- list when I worked there, to work in every oh, land. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't work in Fantasyland, but that was because I didn't like the costumes for the guys. They were too <laughs> girly for me. Oh, um, I loved Fantasyland. But <laughs> I have a very... Well, yeah. Uh, I kind of figured. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have a very close second. It's Epcot. I mean, I worked at the Yacht and Beach Club. The World Showcase is my favorite part of the property. It's my family's favorite. My mom and my stepdad, my brothers haven't been there yet, but my one brother goes, well, you're taking me to Disney and we're going to go to the World Showcase. Like, that's all he wants to do because my mom loves the World Showcase. I like history. I love geography. So, like, the countries, Mm -hmm. they're great, and especially, like, the second college program when I was 21, Food and Wine Festival is my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, the festivals at Epcot have definitely brought that very high up on my list. Yeah, Meg and I always love the festivals, but we didn't actually, like, truly do and food and wine, them. like, the way you're supposed to. Like, go to a yeah. bunch of stands, stuff your face until right. our honeymoon, and it was amazing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was I think the last time I went and I really enjoyed it was for Rory's birthday. And I remember, like, it was... I just love food and wine. Like, I can't wait to go back. And I haven't been back since my college program, actually. So, like, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I'm just uh. thinking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> what is your all-time favorite Disney memory? Oh, You're going to love this, Meg, because you're actually in my favorite Disney memory. Oh, I <laughs> Yeah, you're, I think I'm the first one. Um, it's actually from the last day of our last college program at Magic Kingdom. I remember that day very well. I think it was you, me, Rory, and Chelsea, and I remember getting stuck on Splash Mountain, which most people would be, like, all pissed, but we were so excited about it. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that at all, but oh, I just really like, let's get evac and we didn't get we evac We wanted to get evac so bad. <laughs> oh, and then just watching Wishes, and I'm Crying. very sad. I, 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 I didn't cry, actually, and I remember... <laughs> One of the girls, I forget which one, like literally was like punching me like, cry, Tim, cry. <laughs> and I just couldn't cry because like I kind of knew I was coming back. Like, but the last time I did see Wishes, like I did cry like on my second program, but I didn't know why I was crying. And now I know why because I knew I, some part of me knew I was never going to see it again. And oh, but that's crazy. I my just, heart. That program, though, like I just I grew up a lot. I was 19. And so like that program just meant a lot to me in my life. And. So that was just, like, it's my favorite day I've ever spent there. It probably will be unless, like, I something else happens there. But right <laughs> now it's my favorite memory there. That's a, that's a good memory. For anyone who doesn't know, evac. That means you get evacuated off of a ride. So, yes, like, so, like, we were stuck on Splash Mountain at the bottom of the hill. And once you're stuck for so long or, like, they can't figure out how to quickly fix the ride, they will take everybody out of the ride and make you exit. And we always wanted to do that because you get to walk, like, Backstage. in the ride yeah. to get out. And that's just something that we had always wanted to do because we worked at Splash Mountain, so it was special to us. And then you got a fast pass, too, if you got yeah, evac you did get a fast pass. Mm-hmm. So Good times, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All Never right. happened. <laughs> no, it didn't. I still haven't been evacuated off of it. It'll happen someday, though. Um, so today we will be discussing Make Mine Music, which is another one of Walt's packaged films. So it's a bunch of shorts put together into one. Um, it's pretty short as well. It's only like an hour. Mm-hmm. A little over. Um, so yeah, it's uh, time for that 30 second Disney dash. I don't even have, I was going to sing a theme song, but we have one now. <laughs> so who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Ooh, brave, brave. Yeah. Here, let me pull up. You'd think okay. after, you know, on episode 11, 
I would be ready with the stopwatch. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. All right. They start with two birds flying over a blue bayou, then on to kids dancing at a malt shop, then a sad song with window and trees, then on to Casey at the bat where he misses. Ha 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 ha. Two dancing silhouettes, then on to Peter and the wolf where Peter defeats the wolf. There's instruments that are alive, two hats that love each other. Then we end with a awesome singing whale that gets murdered by a hashtag people be cruel. that bothered <laughs> that was 21 seconds good that job really good. i practiced a that lot that was really good <laughs> you said it so calmly too everyone who's been on including us we get like very rushy you know because yeah. it's like it's stressful yeah oh, no, i you practiced were just, a like, lot you're just like i got this Will i practiced a lot and i timed it and i was like at 20 seconds i'm like i'm good <laughs> oh that's funny you want me to go? Or you want to go? No, I'll go. Okay. <laughs> Good job, Tim. Oh, thank you. Mine's really short. All right. Ready? Like, really short. Okay. Steady. Go. We start back at the bayou with uh, a heron, and then we see some dancers in a milkshake shop. We see a window with a sad love song, and then we meet Casey, who I was super excited about because we all love Casey's Corner. Peter beats the wolf, and we see some lovesick hats, and the finale is all about a whale who wants to sing and then dies. Were you trying to talk as slow as you possibly could? I wanted to make it <laughs> I know last. you did. I know you did. You were, like, <laughs> taking, like, gentle breaths between each sentence. I wanted to make it last. <laughs> Good job, Meg. Good job. By the way, for anybody who cares, that was 22 seconds. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. All right, are you ready, Kate? No. Three, two, one. We start with the blue bio with egrets, then all cats join in. It has nothing to do with cats, but teenagers dancing. A ballad in blue is exactly what it sounds like. Casey at the bat is about a terrible baseball team who can't even win with a hotshot player. Two silhouettes show two ballerina dance. Two ballerinas dancing. Next is Peter and the Wolf, where each character is represented by a different instrument. After you've gone through a bunch of silly instruments, next short is tr- means true love is strong, and we end with a whale who wants to sing opera. 22 seconds. Yeah. Also, those were egrets, not heron. Yeah. I, I only know that because I looked it up. Oh. Mm-hmm. I just assumed it was a heron <laughs> because really, we like have them in Ohio, so. That was like a real audible gasp when I said egrets. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? An egret? And right. I just called them birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah. All right. So make my music history. It was released in 1946. Uh, April 20th, to be exact, it is the eighth Disney animated feature film and the third in a series of package films uh, following Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros. It was made during the Second World War. Uh, and that's why these packaged films happened, because a lot of Walt's staff was drafted into the army. And then a lot of them that remained ended up doing a lot of those like short animations for the war. Actually, they were like called upon by the U.S. government to make propaganda films, such as Victory Through Air Power, but then they also did, like, those three that we discussed in that package. Yes, like, with Donald. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're so as pretty thin. Right. So as a result of that, the studio had a ton of unfinished story ideas. So in order to keep the feature film division alive throughout the war, that is why they released these package films. So they had a ton of unfinished ideas, like little shorts. So these potentially could have been bigger projects, if you think about it. That makes me, because me and Meg were discussing this, that we're not, like, the biggest fan of the packaged films, and Tim will say otherwise. Yeah. Um, but that makes me appreciate it a little more, to know yeah, that, like, like yeah. they just didn't want these stories to just die, so I they know did why they did it. Them. Like, I get why they did it, but, you know, you go from Bambi. Snow White <laughs> and Pinocchio and Bambi to, like, you know, these these movies that are just, like, littered little shorts and they're cute and they're good and like we get a lot of iconic characters from them such as the three caballeros and casey from casey's at bat casey at the bat um you know and others to come because there are more that are coming in the coming weeks but you know i just want me some good old-fashioned story disney like i'm ready for it i'm ready to be done with these (laughs) but i know that we're only halfway through them um so yeah 
Oh, and also this film was entered into the 1946 Keynes Film Festival, which I thought was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, did you say you had extra history? Um, well, mine was more about, it's, it's more in the fun facts. Like it goes with what you had for your fun facts, but okay. it was about, it was just more about what you had written down about the, um, Martins and the Coys. It was just like where they got that based off of that I had found. Okay, cool. Some we, fun history we'll, about. We will get to yeah, that we'll get for to that. sure. Okay. Do you want to make a, uh, argument as to why you like these packaged films? <laughs> well, what I, what I like about it is like, I took history of world war one and world war two in high school. So I learned a lot about the war and what I really liked was that like, instead of, you know, completely wasting like all these projects that Walt work wanted to work on, he ended up putting them together. And even if they might not make sense to some people, they all have kind of like a similar message at the end, which I'll get to like what make my music, like what the message, like what I took away from it. But like even the three caballeros, like it's about South, it's about Latin America and birds. And like, it's the same message, even though it's a bunch of different shorts and Mm -hmm. saludos amigos is all about South America. And then the ones you guys are getting on to going on to, it's the same thing. Like they all have a message that like you can take away. It brings something together and there are more iconic characters coming like Mr. Toad is coming and that's a package film but both stories kind of have a similar message. Like that's why I really love these is because it's like you can watch it all in different times, but you take away the same message from the end. I like that. Yeah. That that's was, a really good observation. That of is it. a good point. I will accept your argument. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why you had me on here, Megan. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll jump into our fun facts. We need like a theme song for each one. Fun, fun facts. facts. So, as we mentioned, this is still a package feature, which is stringing a bunch of shorts, like Tim said, into a unifying theme. Look at that. I wrote it down and didn't even pay attention to what that meant. Thank you, Tim. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Because the world was still at war when Make My Music was put into production. So, as Mike said, they were stretched pretty thin. Um, So, more actual fun facts. In the Blue Bayou animation, that's the one with the egrets or the herons or the birds, whatever you want to call them. Uh, that was actually originally created for a Fantasia sequence to Claire de Lune. I love that song, by the way. So literally they but just But hold took... on. Isn't Claire de Lune the one that is in Twilight? Yeah, it, it might be. <laughs> I it think is. so, yeah. Yeah. It's a good tune, man. Mm-hmm. Claire de Lune is a good tune. Um, so they just basically took the animation and just put different music to it. So I don't know what the original, or I don't know what the new music is. Obviously, we right. heard it in the film, but yeah, I don't yeah. know what it's called. But um, And also, I think Peter and the Wolf was originally planned for Fantasia, which I oh, find weird. a little weird. <laughs> but not sense. really, because every character is supposed to be an instrument. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it fits in that way. It just doesn't fit in as much as... this. Like... It works better in this. Yeah. Um, the instrumental section... This is cool. ...of two silhouettes. So that's when there's the two cupids... And then the two ballerina dancers can actually be heard in Carousel of Progress in Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom just before Grandma changes the TV channel to watch a boxing match. Now I'm going to listen for that. I know. I can't wait to watch it again. I thought that was really cool. Um, I should have uh, our good friends Sarah and Peter Brookhart go and <laughs> they always go to the Carousel of Progress whenever they're at Magic Kingdom. You should keep an eye out for that and let us know if it's true. That's uh, Sarah's nap spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She probably wouldn't know, but Peter might. <laughs> In the short uh, with Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet, that is sung by the Andrews sisters. I just thought this was kind of cool. In 1973, they also starred in a Sherman Brothers, in the Sherman Brothers' first Broadway musical over here. I like the Sherman Brothers because mm-hmm. they're very famous for um, Mary Poppins. They wrote all the music for that, and I, they wrote a ton of stuff. I mean, they did for like Disney. everything for Walt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that also featured up and coming talents like John Travolta and Samuel E. Wright, who is the voice of Sebastian in The Little Mermaid, and the original Mufasa in The Lion King on Broadway. That's cool. I didn't know that he did all that. Mm-hmm. All these ties. I mean, all I the know. way back to 73, 46, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Make My Music was never re-released theatrically, but many of the sequences were later released as just shorts or just shown on TV. I don't is recognize Casey, any of them, though. Is Casey at the Bat played at Casey's Corner in Magic Kingdom on that movie theater? 
in that room. I think I've seen it before. Maybe Um, it used to be. You're talking about the sequences. I actually, when I was in grade school in my music class, they replayed Peter and the Wolf. So like I had seen it before I saw it I make my music. I had seen Peter and the Wolf too. That was the only one yeah. that I thought that I had seen in the. And I also had seen Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet, but that's mainly because my grandma is like obsessed with the Andrew Sisters. <laughs> She's also obsessed with Snow White, which I was I was about to mention, like that. She, I forgot to mention that in my profile that. She's, like, obsessed with Snow White. Like, I think her and Sarah would get along really well. (laughs) Like, she loves her just probably as much as Sarah does. She has, like, a whole shrine for Snow White at my my grandma's house. It's crazy. Hey, we're all crazy for that one Disney character, Mm -hmm. you know, or two or five or ten. (laughs) Oh, I know. I have my Mickey Mouse one. I know. (laughs) Last fun fact. um, This movie was released on DVD and VHS for the first time in 2000. But, Which is the copy that we have. Yes. So it was censored by removing the first sequence. So we haven't seen it. Thankfully, Tim was smart enough to find it online. I didn't even think about that. But um, the first sequence was called The Martin and the Coys. And it was removed because they were afraid that modern audiences would be offended <laughs> by the gun. Which, However, there's guns in Peter and the Wolf and in Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet. And as Meg pointed out... In Saludos Amigo, or not Saludos Amigos, yeah. the Three Caballeros. Yeah, Three Caballeros. And, like, I don't know, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And there's also, like, violence at, in Casey at the Bat, like... I mean, there's uh, violence all throughout right. Disney films. That's, like, part of the story, you know? I mean, they literally, just a year or two before this, released the, the, the Three Caballeros, which has a character named Panchito Pistoles, and he's got two <laughs> pistols. Right on him at all times right. and all he does is like shoot him the guy actually understand. sings in the song he I'm points sorry. it at the camera um, he does sorry i was gonna add on but from the sequence like the actual film it's real they are really like gun crazy like it's kind of like these two families on a hill and literally they like shoot at everything i think that's probably why they cut it <laughs> um and one yeah, thing maybe that they- i'd seen it <laughs> One thing also that you didn't put on your um, fun fact is that they also censored part of all the cats join in when the teenage girl was getting dressed because it originally showed nudity. It showed her breasts. And so they had to cut it out because obviously, like, it's a cartoon for kids. Like, you probably could get away. That's funny because we did when we were watching that part. Katie was like, oh, she's naked. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they did actually, like, censor her breasts because they were showing originally in it. Hmm, That's interesting. I found that. I found that online when I found the um, Martins and the McCoys, which I'll share the link on Sunday. Like, I'll share the link to where I found the Martins and the McCoys at for anybody who wants to see it. Because it actually is, it's kind of funny, but like with how today's society is, like, that would never be on TV now. (laughs) Was he found a DVD in 2000 before even like all that happened? But it's very like country. Like, Hmm. it really is. Geez, we go from like kind of nude fairies in Fantasia to just like straight up nude teenagers what's going on speaking of this is also kind of a fun fact not really but I found um some of these facts from a blog that I was reading that had a bunch of stuff on make my music and they compared they described make my music as like a modern Fantasia which Mm -hmm. I kind of could see not with all of them but a lot of them I could see that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right, do we want to go into the segments? Since we don't have... Well, we have characters, but it's easier to break yeah. into segments. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, um, the first one that we didn't get to see, and I'm going to ask Tim to talk about it after I say the description here, is called The Martins and the Coys. So, yeah, I just pulled, like, a quick paragraph description of it so that I could at least inform ourselves and you guys what it is. Yeah. So, the King's Men sing this folk song about two country families who live by their guns. War ensues when Grandpa Coy is caught stealing eggs from the Martin's hen house. The majority of both families comically dies, oh leaving God. one Martin and one Coy to carry out the fight. However, the surviving Martin is, is a pretty girl and the surviving Coy is a handsome man. Naturally, the two fall in love and get married, carrying out the feud as the couples quarrel for the rest of their life. Hold on. They probably had a really cheap wedding because their whole families died. Um, they had it at the schoolhouse. Because they show the wedding. They do. Um, yeah, well, more of with the beginning with the war, Grandpa Coy, they actually show him, like, passed out in, underneath, like, this liquor tower, and he's oh drunk, God. and he's, like, got this really long beard, 
And so he's carrying the eggs, and the chicken is like, McCoy, McCoy! And that was when, like, the Martins were like, oh, shoot. But they don't actually kind of show them die. They just show, like, the ghosts going on a cloud, and there's one cloud with the Martins <laughs> oh and one gosh. with the Coys. Oh, my and God. When, and when, like, the Martin girl and the Coy boy, I think it's, like, Henry and Grace. I think that's their names because they have it on their house, which I'll get to the end. But when they got to, like... The wedding, there's like a thunderstorm on both clouds because they're both pissed. Like, what the heck? Like, why are they getting married? And the wedding is like so country, but there's a lot of people there. I'm I was surprised that there were a lot of people there because obviously their families are dead. Um, <laughs> but then it ends like when you see their house, it's not like a normal marriage bicker. It's like they were getting into a full on fist fight in their house. Like it was like, and you could see on the cloud, both the Martins and the Coys were like cheering them on. And one thing I did want to add is that this is actually based off of a real feud. There was a real feud in, like, I think it was Tennessee, like, and I don't have the name up here, but it was a real family. They feuded for, like, 30 years like that. I don't know if it was, like, to that extent where they both lived across each other on a hill because that was where the Martins and the Coys lived. But <laughs> it's like from Romeo what I read, and Juliet. I guess I can understand maybe why it was censored now. Yeah, now I, can, now I get it. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, no, I kind of wanted to explain that because, like, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, no, this would not work. Although they should have put it on the bonus features on the DVD. Yeah, but that would have been cool. They didn't. They, they just put a bunch of other shorts. They like to just, like, if they figure out later on that something was wrong or insensitive, they kind of just like to make it go away. Well, that's kind of like what they did with Song of the South. I yes, mean, we're exactly going to talk about it next week, of. but, like they don't even sell it like i mean when i found it online it was like on this very old movie site i think Tim i sent is you guys the one a... that gave me a bootleg copy of it <laughs> i did i did i still have mine i can't wait to watch it i i have not watched it yet so i've seen it like so many times it's not even funny i mean it's a good movie i mean you'll talk about it next week so you'll get more into that next week yeah I mean, okay, so these next segments, they're pretty short. I mean, obviously, it's a bunch of shorts. So, Blue Bayou, we've got the two egrets. Is it egret or egret? Egret. Sunday pole. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the music is really pretty. And it's then... A very, you know what? It doesn't make sense to start out with that one. Like, it's so it's like slow. But it's not if, meant to be. So that's I'm kind of... If you saw the Martins and the Coys, you'd understand why it started it. Because it <laughs> yeah. was very, like, country. Sorry, I just pulled out my Frontierland accent. I haven't used that in years. But it's very country. And, like, it's, like, a good uplifting. And then it goes to, like, the soothing blue bayou. Like, it, yeah. it makes... It totally made sense when I watched online because then I rewatched the movie like in that order where I watched it online. Then I started the movie and I was like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah, I can get that. Mm-hmm. And then all the cats join in, which let me tell you, when I saw that this was the title of a segment, I was so excited because I thought that it was actually going to have to do with cats. It did start with an animation of cats. I know there were cat, and I was like real excited. I'm like, oh, what's this going to be like an intro to Aristocats? And, and then- they erased the cat. And uh, and then it was just people. I had a problem with this segment. Hmm. There was a part, you know, all the, Oh my god, yes, I hated all this. dancing, whatever, and then they draw another character. They draw a woman. She's a little oh, curvy. Yeah. That's it. This guy, like, yawns, like, I don't want to dance with her. So they get the eraser and, like, erase her butt and make her thinner. thinner. And then mm-hmm. he'll dance with her. Oh my god, I hated I... that so much. I was so mad when yeah, I watched that, it. That was not cool. I was like, what the heck is this? No. Oh. Yeah. For me in the segment, I was really concerned about the little sister. Like, I kept wondering if she was going to come back when I first saw it. Because you know how she's, like, getting ready with her big sister and then the oh, door yeah, gets yeah. slammed on her face? <laughs> the whole time I was hoping she'd just pop out of nowhere. Because that was, like, me as a kid I, with my older brothers. is like, I would always want to tag along with them and then the door gets slammed on my face. But I'd sneak and I'd, like... <laughs> go to where they were at it would Siblings. not end well yeah especially when you got three of them so then we move on to without you which we did talk about i think oh no that's that was like that the... was post or that was pre-podcast yeah that's the uh sad song with a window i will say <laughs> that like the whole watercolory look of it is really cool as far as animation goes yeah but i could do without it artistically it's pretty yeah um and then casey at the bat Woo! I was really excited because I did not know where this came from. 
For anyone who doesn't know what we're referencing, there is a restaurant at Magic Kingdom on Main Street called Casey's Corner. And they, and they serve hot dogs. hot dogs and cheese fries and it's delicious. It's the just... cheese pump at Casey's is magical. Yes. <laughs> it's just very classic Magic Kingdom and like it's always been there. I think it's original. And um, I never knew why. And, like, I remember going in there as, you know, as a kid, and they had the stands that you could sit in in the one room to, like, sit and eat, and then they had a movie theater, like, screen, and you, it was like you were watching a baseball game, so I'm sure that they were playing Casey at the bat. I and can't, I, I can't remember, like, off the top of my head, if anybody knows, psst, hey, Sarah and Peter, can you be our eyes? Let us know. I'm pretty sure that I'm remembering that correctly. Um, so yeah, that was really exciting to see like where the whole idea of Casey's Corner came from and what Casey at the Bat was all about because I didn't really remember it. And then Two Silhouettes, that was another really artistic one, isn't it? Yeah, but the cool thing about that one is I think those were two real people. It looks like real people. Yeah. It didn't look like an animation. It looked Mm -hmm. like shadowed people and like it was film over animation. But like entirely shadowed. Right. Like, completely black. A complete silhouette. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they did it. Magic. Um, and then Peter and the Wolf. Shame on that child. Not listening to his grandpa. Well. And he almost, listen. he almost Who listened the duck. to their parents as a kid? Like, let's be real. I thought the duck died for real, and I was I sad. thought he did, too, and I was really sad. I was sad. And then, but then as I was like, I have a feeling he's not <laughs> dead. And then, sure enough, there he was. Yeah. Katie oh, was, was to... like, scarred. She's like, oh, my God. Well, I could... Did that duck really die? <laughs> well, we'll get to the final scene but i was very relieved when they hadn't actually killed off a character <laughs> well martin's in the course they did but that wasn't in yours oh right <laughs> i was about to say i'm surprised you didn't mention that sterling holloway narrated the peter and the wolf because every time i yes. watch it i think of you with winnie the pooh and like that's right or like the cheshire cat or Ka, i'm like oh Megan, i forgot winnie that the he pooh. narrated it she did when we were watching it she was like oh do you know who that is and I think anytime he's in any movie that Megan probably freaks because <laughs> yeah. I know Winnie the Pooh is her favorite. Oh, I love him. He's just me in yeah. animated form. <laughs> um, what was after you gone? gone? I'm trying to remember this one. It's where all the instruments come to life right. kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. So another artistic one, which was pretty. And mm. it, it was, it was very reminiscent of Fantasia. Yes. Yeah. Um, Like with the strings being artistic and like coming like the strings like moved closer to the camera and then they like spread out and it was very like it was much more basic animation which i thought was really cool like everything was like the most basic of its shape Mm -hmm. i liked that and then johnny fedora and alice blue bonnet was adorable so cute it was really adorable i i was really worried for him though i know i was like he's gonna that that song was stuck in my head get stuck forever i originally thought before it got real sad i was like oh she got bought by this lady he'll get bought by a guy and then the guy and the lady are gonna fall in love and then they'll get to be together forever didn't happen that way no but but it did happen another way i thought i had it all figured out they found their their horsies Mm -hmm. to wear them that was very cute that That song's been stuck in my head since i watched it yeah it's adorable (laughs) yeah it's a good one yeah the Andrew sisters, though, they're really catchy. Mm-hmm. I like them. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. And the last one, the whale who wanted to sing at the Met. That's all he wanted to do. He wanted to sing. He was a super talented whale. He had three uvulas. He could sing three different things in one song. Amazing. Dies. But that... Dies. Sorry, I... No, I hate the guy that shot him. Like, the whole time, like, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, he's going to be so famous. And then all of a sudden, the harpoon and, like, even the sailors were like, don't shoot him. Don't shoot him. And he was just like, there's three singers trapped in there. Like, you're so dumb. No, there's not. Sorry, that was like, Willie's the best. Oh. I couldn't believe that. I was like, okay, he got harpooned, but he's swimming away. He'll be okay. No. Singing in heaven. Singing up in heaven. But he was still sold out up there, so. Yeah, he just sold that concert. At I least mean, he I would still go. got to be famous. All of the uh, Martins and Coys <laughs> were at his concert. 
Um, I don't know if they were there. I mean, they were pretty <laughs> gun crazy. Oh. Uh, all right. All right. Moving on to our favorite character scene or segment. I'll go if you want. Sure. My favorite was absolutely Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet. Because it was so cute and it was like strangely catchy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I thought I had it all figured out, but then it took like a real fun, quirky twist. And you know what? True love, guys. Yeah. True love. Yeah. My uh, my favorite segment, just for history aspect, is going to be Casey at the Bat. Just because I loved seeing that connection between um, the Disney parks and, like, knowing that they pulled things from one of these movies and not just, like, the popular full-length animation films that is, like, just one story, you know, like Snow White. Mm -hmm. But they pulled from a short and made this restaurant and, like, brought it to life in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, So, you know... I guess if I if I'm not if I'm judging just on animation and song, it would probably be the Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet scene. But because of the history that goes along with Casey at the Bat and like what it came to be, I'm gonna pick that one. I like that. Mm-hmm. Good arguments. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tim? Um, well, I've a I have a favorite scene, and I actually have a different favorite character from my scene. My favorite scene is Peter and the Wolf. I mean, I love the music from it. I mean, it's very it's very nostalgic. In that aspect, and like the story, I mean, everybody knows the story of Peter fighting the wolf. Mm-hmm. My favorite character was Willie the Whale. And the only reason why it's not my favorite scene is because he gets murdered mm, by that yeah. douchebag. And I'm going to keep calling him a douchebag. Sorry, young kids. But <laughs> um, but I just really loved, um, I mean, I love P- Willie, but like Peter and the wolf, I've always loved the story and just how like, you know, he's kind of like, I don't need to listen to my grandpa. I can take on this wolf. Like, that confidence. Like, if I had that as a kid, I probably would have got punched in the face by my brother. So, I applaud Peter. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What we took away. Wait, what about least favorite? Oh, right. Least favorite. The one with the dancing teenagers. Yeah, me too. Because that one scene really bugged me. I just wanted to be like... There's nothing wrong with some curves, y'all. Nope. Yeah. Mine is without you. Um, I understand it's not like that one, too. <laughs> the, the animation is really nice, but just the song is just very boring to I'm me. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep during that. It just drags. I, I have fallen asleep watching this movie because I've watched it a lot. Um, I've fallen asleep to that scene. And then I wake up and it's like Casey at Bat or Peter at the Wolf. And I'm like, well, usually it's Peter and the Wolf. And I'm like, I miss Casey at Bat and that other one. The two silhouettes, <laughs> like what the heck? Yeah. Right, just get that song on soundtrack. Like I'll fall asleep to it. All right. How about what we took away from the film? I don't know. I really don't know. Don't harpoon whales. Guys. Yeah, don't <laughs> harpoon whales. I'll just say, like I said, true love reigns. So cute. Yeah. I'm gonna... Never give up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I got. I took away from it that I just really appreciate the Walt Disney Company for finding finding something to put in the parks from something so minuscule. And um, I love... I just... I don't know, guys. I just... I love Casey's Corner. I love Casey at the Bat. It makes me happy. It brings me joy. I love hot dogs and their mini corn dogs and their cheese fries. And I love the nostalgia of that place that brings such happiness when I walk by it because it's just such, it's so Main Street to me. It just fits Main Street USA, America's pastime, baseball. You've got the Casey's Corner pianist that comes out and plays the songs and uh, he's amazing. And I just love everything about it. And that short, this one little, like, five-minute short in this movie, or however long it was, just brought all of those memories to me. And that is why I love Disney. Mm-hmm. This oh short, Casey at the Bat, five to ten minute little blurb of animation brought me all of this nostalgia, all of this happiness, all of this joy. 
you know, it made me hungry. <laughs> it made me think <laughs> of wishes because I think that that's one of the best places to stand mm-hmm. on Main Street to watch the fireworks show. Agreed. Yes. And like all of that just from a little animation. I believe that's a spot I watched oh, wishes the first time ever. Yeah. It's in front of Casey. Because yeah. I took you and that mm-hmm. is my favorite spot to watch it. So that right. is just one of the main reasons that I absolutely love Walt Disney and the Disney company because they can bring all of those feels from five minutes of animation. Oh my gosh. You make me want to give you a hug, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm it. like, oh my gosh, my, the feels, <laughs> man. Um, My takeaway is actually a little different. Mine was from the whole package. It was just kind of what the power of music can do. Yeah. Because um, for me, like, when I watch this, I feel every different type of emotion you can possibly feel in this movie. Like I feel fear, I feel excitement, I feel anger. And I think like really music can change your whole perspective within like five minutes and everybody likes music, whether you want to admit it or not. And that was part of why I really like make my music is because it can change your whole day. Like just listening to some song or I don't know, just like this the movie, I, I call it like an emotional roller coaster because really yeah. that's what it is. Like It takes you through every emotion possible mm-hmm. with music and animation. Oh, yeah. No, it does. It's a twofer. And like like you guys, I'm like an animation, not like Disney animated movies. I swear I've I've seen a, I've saw your list. I've seen so many of them that I was like, holy crap, like I need to get a life. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, this is a good life to lead. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's another really good point is that this this movie really showcases music in many different ways where, you know, we can see a story such as Peter and the Wolf or Casey at the Bat that is like actually being narrated and telling a story, but also uses music to like show all of those emotions. And I think that it showcases really well what Walt always does in the films but like Mm -hmm. this is just meant to show you that but he always uses these same things with music if you Mm -hmm. go back and listen to snow white go and like just go listen to the soundtracks of the movies and it is something that disney even now without walt there still does very well in every single movie that they put out yeah i've been listening yeah Uh, i mean go and listen to moana (laughs) <laughs> because we all know that I love that movie. But... That's why I mentioned it. I was like, I was listening to Moana today because I'm like, I gotta get in the mode. Oh, I love me some Moana. Go and listen to Frozen. I mean, listen to the soundtrack for Pocahontas, Cinderella, Aladdin. Like, you will see in all of those classic animated films that music brings emotion to every important scene, whether it's happiness, sadness, being afraid, being nervous. And you know what other movies do a really good job at that? Harry Potter. Thank you, John Williams. <sighs> Crossover moment. <laughs> Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. But yeah, I um I definitely agree about the music thing. And, you know, music is one of those things that just in general brings back certain memories, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you hear a specific song and you can like put yourself in a situation where you knew that you know that you heard that song or like you remember a time in your life where that song was really popular and this is what you were doing. Like anytime I hear Adele, I think of working in the Magic Kingdom because it was at that time, whenever I want to say it was 21 had come out. Yeah. And they they blasted all of her songs through the Magic Kingdom tunnels. And like, oh, I just remember hearing Adele every single day Mm -hmm. and like Every time I hear any of her songs, I'm always like, oh, Magic Kingdom. I just remember being there until four o'clock in the morning and driving home and hearing this song. Yes. <laughs> whenever oh I hear um, that Lord song. Royals. Yeah, whenever I hear Royals. I think I'm I driving. I literally have, yeah. like, my body is getting the feeling. It's chilly, but humid <laughs> because the windows are down and we're driving home from Magic Kingdom from work <laughs> at three in the morning and this song is blasting because we're exhausted and we're trying to stay awake like i like i feel the stickiness on my skin oh. from the florida heat it's yeah. weird that that's music why i feel can too bring with royals to like when you wish upon a star there's this old home movie yeah. of mine that my my dad recorded my mom and me dancing in the garage outside for whatever reason but when you wish upon a star was playing in the background and every single time i hear that song I think of that. I've seen this whole movie and it makes me tear up every time. I don't know what it is. It's because I'm so adorable. (laughs) I need to see this video, man. 
I have. I have it on my computer. Maybe I will share it. The power <laughs> of music. Yes. All right. Uh, tangent. Yeah. It's fan not story a time. fan story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a, it's Disney, a Disney memory. memory. Disney memory time. So this one comes from, and I'm going to butcher your last name as I do with everybody, Christine Chiplick. I think that's pretty good. And I also want to thank her because aside from just this story, she sent us a very, very nice email. She said she said some very kind things um, about Meg and me and the other girls on our podcast, Swish and Flick. Um, so thank you very much. That was super kind. It made me smile. Oh, man, there was something. Oh, she's, she did mention, and I wish I had it pulled up, but she was like, me and my husband are definitely grown-up kids. <laughs> like She relates to what we feel, so thank you again. So here's her memory. We have had so many amazing times and have created so many memories. However, this December, there was Disney magic that stole the show. First, you need a bit of background. My dad's family is very, very Scottish. I grew up Highland dancing, and many of my relatives still dance or play the bagpipes. Even my 86-year-old grandmother still plays in the local pipe band. Go, Grandma. (laughs) That grandma's a little nutty, and she has a fridge full of pictures of her children and grandchildren. We have nicknamed it the Fridge of Fame, and it has become a bit of a running joke in the family where your your picture's on the fridge. If your picture... Where your picture is on the Fridge (gasps) of Fame. Thank you. Mainly because the pictures in the center are far more prominent. Thank you, Meg. (laughs) When we were on a Disney cruise this December, I learned that it was one of the rare times there is a character in a kilt, and it would (gasps) only be for a few minutes during a show. Getting my picture with Goofy in a kilt became my mission. I was on the hunt. I hit it off with one of the entertainment crew and told him about why this picture was a big deal to me. He thought the fridge story was pretty funny. I saw him again as they were getting ready for the show, and he told me to stand in a very specific spot and wait. The show went on with all the characters, and eventually out comes Goofy in his kilt to the sound of bagpipes. <laughs> he was totally roped off, not doing meet and greets, but I was right next to his path, so at least I could snap a few close-ups. I was totally happy with that, but then something totally cool happened. He looked right at me and called me over. Goofy Highland danced with me. That's in all caps, by the way. <laughs> he did a part of a fling. It was so cool. My husband snapped a million pictures. I have attached my favorite because I am so excited I look like a crazy person. (laughs) True Disney magic for me that day. I still can't believe that they did that for me, and my picture is now very prominently on my grandma's fridge. And she did send us the picture, and I don't want to share it without your permission, so please either tell me to or share it when you hear this. Yeah. Because everyone should see it because it's really cute. I literally got chills whenever you were telling (laughs) that story because, like, those are the kind of Disney magic moments that just bring me happiness like literally my eyes teared when you're reading that because i literally cry about everything i said literally way too many times and i'm sorry guys but um yeah that that just makes me that's another you know just adds to my tangent (laughs) things i love about disney you know that brings me to one of our memories that i remember is we went to mickey's not so scary halloween party and we were dressed up as tigger and eeyore Wait, not just as Tigger and Eeyore. No, no, no. Whenever we didn't get to meet them, it was just Tigger and Eeyore. Oh, I'm sorry. So we had on our costumes and we were walking out. They were we, good, guys. They we were didn't good. know We didn't know where they were meet and greeting. I know we should have done our research, but we couldn't find them. And then finally we realized they were at the front of the park. So we were like, oh my God, this is perfect. We can meet them right at the end on our way out. So we get in line and then, of course, the cast member walks over to us. Says the famous line, if anybody has been to Disney parks before and tries to meet characters, this line is cut off. And I was so, I was so devastated. And that cast member was kind of not very nice to us. So anyway, we went to the other side and we were just kind of like pining at them. We were like, (laughs) oh, they're so cute. We were trying to take selfies like in between people walking up when they were finishing the line. And then the other cast member who was there came over to us and was like, do you want to get a picture with them? And I just like, I wanted to cry. I was so happy. (laughs) We were like, "Uh, yeah, I have to meet Tigger as Tigger. Yeah. So that just, it makes me think of that. It makes me think that Disney does this all the time and i love them for it they just make people happy and they bring happiness to people every single day and i love it because that guy could have just been like that's a really cool story that's funny and left it at that right but he didn't like he didn't he and he didn't just take it like stand here he took it a step beyond and get some pictures maybe you can get a selfie it happens quick you know yeah no Go, go above and beyond above and beyond 
to infinity and beyond. <laughs> Whew, we are on tangents today. Yeah, we are. This is, uh, yep, 50 minutes. Tim causes tangents. <laughs> Tangent Tim. Tangent Tim. It's all your fault. And no, it's okay. Speaking of Tangent Tim, I want to give a huge thank you to you, Tim, for taking time out of your night. I know that you're oh. doing finals right now, so you're yeah. studying thank on top you. of work and God knows what else. So thank you very much oh. for joining us. Thank you for having me. I had fun. It was a lot yeah. of fun. I'm glad and that you, you are scheduled to be back, so yes. you'll hear from Tim again. I know. I'm glad you knew so much about it, too. Yeah. You know, I I love this movie, so I was, like, really excited that when you guys were, like, we're even going to go into these ones because I wasn't sure. So when you guys did, I was like, good, they need to go through these ones. Yeah. And if there's ever anything, this goes for Tim, this goes for all our listeners, if there's ever a movie that's not on our list that you really think should be, let us know because we'll add it. Because there's a lot of these that we've never heard of, so we just kind of, like looked some up like based our list off of things we thought maybe we'd find interesting or whatever so yeah let us know for sure mm-hmm. all right i think that brings us to the the end here all right grown-up kids can be found on podbean itunes the google play store stitcher and tune in <laughs> i'm sorry i took your role. make sure you subscribe i'm <laughs> Make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode episode as soon as it's available. <laughs> and that's why I don't trust you. Episode. All right, just read the pink. Let's go. <laughs> you can also find us on social media and join in on the conversation. We're on Facebook at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. Also, please email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your favorite Disney memory, and we'll be sure to feature it on a future episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you watch Song of the South, which I'm super excited about, ahead of next week's episode. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. That was a cluster. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.